They bombed schools, bombed churches, and everything on their path. They took everything that we owned. I left my village with nothing. This is Vestiges of Violence, a weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. In 2014, Hanato fled her hometown of Goshim in Goza local government area of Borno State, escaping Boko Haram insurgents. It was a painful and difficult decision as she left the peaceful life she had in her village. Hanato was one of the favorite teachers in the town, working for a missionary school. Then the attack started and did not stop. Everything was fine before Boko Haram came. My life was perfect for me. I remember my time at the Women's Teachers College in Medugui. I remember the afternoon, evening and night lessons. I can never forget the good foreign and local teachers that we had. We had a biology teacher from India and an English teacher from Ghana. His name was Master Abraham Opare. But we nicknamed him the Operation of English. Our head teacher was from Borno too. After she graduated from the teacher's college, she worked for the census board in 1981. And after that, she was recruited by a group of missionaries who established a school in her village. Her 200 naira salary was sufficient for her as she was able to take care of herself and her widowed mother. I got married and my husband worked at the village hospital. So we were living in the hospital quarters. We enjoyed amenities like water, sink, shower, and other things. I never checked with my legs. When pharmacies and nurses are going to drop their children off at school, they would drop me. Other times, the parents of my students gave me rights when they saw me. Everything was just fine. But things will take a drastic turn for Hanato. In 2013, Boko Haram struck. In the first attack, they killed three people in a marketplace. They attacked again and killed one person. They struck for the third time and killed three people in the church. Panic gripped everyone after the church attack. And soon enough, the situation in Goshe became a full-blown chaos. Hanato's perfect life started to fall apart. By 2014, our village was a shadow of itself. Everything was just upside down. Parents were no longer sending their children to school because they were scared for their lives. People in the village moved around with fear because Boko Haram was hunting us like animals. Nothing was the same again. Soon, the men in Hanato's village fled to the mountains because Boko Haram was slaughtering males who were up to 18. Boko Haram even threatened to abduct Hanatu and make her tutor their children or kill her if she refused. When word of this got around, 
People urged Hanato to flee the village, but she refused, hoping that the situation in her village will change. Things got uglier. They started abducting women and children too. When they started doing this, we ran to the mountains to join the men, but they started coming to the mountains to fight us too. We defended ourselves with hunter's guns, but Boko Haram brought foreign fighters and bigger weapons. They killed more of our men and took the women and children to a house and kept them like slaves. One night, at about 10 p.m., Hanatu left Goshi in the cover of the dark, trekking with some others that were brave enough to escape the mountains. My three-year-old daughter was strapped to my back while I held my other daughter and my sister's daughter on either side of my hands as we ran away. Children were crying, so we had to put clothes in their mouth in order to muffle the sounds. One woman's child cried so much that people told her that the child would expose us. So she left her child behind and continued with us. We could not flash lights because Boko Haram would track us if we did. We could not wear footwears either because it would make sounds that might lead them to us. With nothing but moonlight to illuminate their path, Hanato and the villagers trekked barefoot all night, passing forests and undulating terrain to get to Cameroon. They were about to breathe a sigh of relief when the unexpected happened. Boko Haram tracked us to the Cameroonian border and shot three people among us. There was a woman that was breastfeeding her two-month-old child. They shot her in the right breast and shot two other men. Hanato and the other villagers forged ahead after the terrible incident and passed through border communities before they got to Matankam, where they found safety. We stayed in Cameroon for two months and two weeks. I did not have any money on me, so I was forced to stay there. I lived in an open field with my children and other villagers that escaped that night. We fed mostly on pap because we did not have any money. On some days, it felt as if I had dreamt my life in Borno because I lived under terrible circumstances in Cameroon. I had running water at the hospital quarters where I lived with my family. But in Cameroon, I had to go to the stream with other women to do our washing, bathing, and then fetch for cooking. The worst part was that cows also drank from that same source. Hanato endured all these difficulties till help came. Some Goshe people who were in Nigeria heard that many villagers had fled the village and were living in an open field in Cameroon. So, they sent a lorry to take them to Yola. The lorry they sent is the type that transports cows for interstate trade. But I did not mind. We were packed in the truck like sardines, but I did not mind at all. I was overjoyed because... I and my children will finally stop sleeping in the open. I did not think about the future that awaited me in Nigeria. I was just happy to be out of there. 
This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. It was written by Chikoze Victor and edited by Anita Eboebi. Produced by Atahiru Jibrin. Voice acting by Chikoze Victor. Multimedia editor is Anthony Asemota. The executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. For more stories, go to humanangumedia.com and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am Hamida.